I'm going to remind you that it's a great opportunity to pick up your Healthy Start Pack here from Longevity. And uh, the promotion continues to the end of the month here, which is about another week. And that is for every Healthy Start Pack you uh, pick up, which is going to be good for your body and your nutrition and your, and your longevity. Um, you will get, as an incentive, a free KSCO um, hat and a free K's commentary book. And a free bumper sticker. Okay, now you can have a bumper sticker for free anytime, but we're putting them together in a package. In fact, we're going to have a, um, what do you call it? A, a, not a tote bag, but a, um, uh, oh man, Michael Olson told me what he came up with a great idea about putting all this stuff in a, in a nice reusable bag. Uh, that'll, that'll, that'll pay for itself many times over since it's free to begin with. But you can use it, um, to pick up groceries and stuff and not have to pay the quarter. Is it a quarter that they're charging now, I think, for, for bags locally? We gotta do a Saturday special on that one. We really do. It's been bugging me. I think, I think so too. And you know what? People yeah. are worried about bag consumption. What about the receipts that they give you? They give you endless coupons and advertisements on receipts that waste more than a paper bag. Another good point, Aaron. Yeah, this is great. So, uh, we'll, we'll go to work on that. Um, and all because of, uh, the, the plastic being bag, bad for the environment and the landfill and everything. You know, they have additives these days where if you add, if you add this additive to the plastic, it makes it biodegradable. You know, so that it doesn't last a thousand years in, in the, uh, in the landfill. So, um, and personally, I, I, I'm very, very um, disturbed and inconvenienced because I don't like to schlep bags after me. But, but these bags that I'm talking about for KSCO gear that'll be, you know, free in some cases and maybe a little for in, in exchange for a little donation to the radio station or something. Aren't you folks happy to have this radio station? It costs a lot of money to run this radio station. And wait a minute, I'm this I'm I'm alienating people now. I I better change my attitude, right? I should say we have this great we have these great products called called uh, the Healthy Start Pack, Beyond Tangy Tangerine, uh, Beyond OsteoFX and EFA Plus neatly packaged. It's $115 for a month supply for an average person. If you're a small person, it's a two-month supply. If you're a big fat person, it's like a half a month supply. But in any case, it's $115 for the normal, $118, only $3 more. Uh, and if you come on down to 2300 Portola Drive, either now during the Saturday special uh, or during business hours on 9A5P um, during the week, um, for the remainder of this month, if you pick up your Healthy Start Pack, you're going to get a free KSCO hat, which is fantastic. I mean, easily worth $25. Um, uh, and uh, a KSCO, uh, K's commentary book. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, also want to thank, before I forget, our um, sole sponsor to the Saturday special. Nobody else wants to sponsor the Saturday special. It's such a popular program for the last 22, 23 years. You would think that everybody would want to sponsor the Saturday special. But only the California Grill in, at, at Freedom Shopping Center at the corner of Freedom and Airport uh, Boulevards in Freedom is, is willing to sponsor the Saturday special. Why is that? I don't know. It's because they have good taste. 
and the owner, uh, Dick and his, and his daughters, uh, uh, run the place. And Dick is also the owner of Lakeside Organics. And the, um, the, everything that you put in your mouth, uh, at the California Grill is fresh and real. It's not processed. It's absolutely delicious. The prices are great. The portions are tre- tremendous. And when you uh, go there, be sure to say that you're there because MZ from KSCO sent you. And thank him for being the sole, thank California Grill for being the sole sponsor, the only sponsor in all of KSCO land that will step up to the plate and sponsor the KSCO Saturday special. I'm very appreciative of that. All right, back to our topic uh, now. Oh, did we, did we start the, uh, did we do the, the hour two jingle? I don't think we did. We've got to do that now. Here, let's do that. Come to judge uh, for the rest of the hour today on uh, KSCO four seven nine ten eighty is the number to call if you want to talk to the judge. I'm sorry, baby, but I really gotta go to KSCO radio. Bye. Eleven. No, 12 after 11 on your favorite radio station, AM 1080 KSCO MZ, welcoming you to our number two of the Saturday special. And um, our number one was abruptly cut off. Uh, Susan in Live Oak, the caller in particular, was abruptly cut off. And we promised Susan that we would carry her over to the second hour. Susan, I'm sorry we had to cut you off. That's okay. But it would have been the death penalty for us. If if we would have gone yeah. over CBS News because they don't like it when we do that. Well, I've had to write myself notes to keep remembering what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I remember just fine. Um, Good. We were talking about um, if the jury was not instructed properly, if that would be grounds for a mistrial. Yes. And and, oh, oh. Yeah, go ahead. And the answer is yes, and it probably occurs every year. You know, in California, I see in 2012... We had just a little over 10,000 jury trials. So we have a lot of jury trials in this state. Right, right. Well, I went to uh, a friend's trial the other day, and we were talking to her defense attorney before going into the courtroom, and we asked him if the jury had been properly instructed. And he says, yes, the jury was instructed that they cannot nullify the law. And my friend and I went... Our jaws dropped open in shock because that's the actual opposite instruction that the juries should receive. Because according to uh, jury nullification, which is in the Constitution, the uh, jury has the right to not only judge 
if the person is innocent or guilty, but they have the right to judge if the law is even to be applied. And that is the ultimate enforcement, the final enforcement of the Constitution. And it is um, putting the law, the final decision, in the hands of the people rather than the court. And I find that juries are not instructed as to uh, their power to do that. In fact, it's pretty hard to get that information into their hands. And it seems to me that there's every uh, effort on the hands, on the part of the um, the district attorneys and, and prosecuting attorneys that the, ju- that the juries not know this information. What and and if that is misinstruction of the, I mean, I don't know if all those ten thousand trials should be uh, moved for mistrial. <clears throat> uh, jury nullification uh, has been an issue for a long time. A judge has the duty to uh, advise the jury in the beginning that they can only decide the case from the facts they receive in the courtroom, not from any outside source. And they must agree in advance to follow the law as they are instructed by the judge. So I know jury nullification is an issue out there, but that's the law. Often juries do what they want to. Not often. But sometimes if a jury sees a real injustice about to happen, uh, they may call it the way they see it. But advising them in advance of... uh, jury nullification is not the law and an elected judge cannot go outside the law. Thanks for your call to the Saturday special on AM 1080 KSCO, Susan. We do appreciate that. Um, I, I got a question, Judge. Um, frequently in Perry Mason and other programs you know, that depict a courtroom, you see the judge say the jury will disregard that last statement. Yes. Because whether or not there was, a, does there have to be an objection raised for, or, or, or can the judge just say, "Hey, that's inappropriate for you"? But, but yes and yes. Okay. So, yes, usually there's an objection, but yeah. occasionally, if the one, one or more attorneys are asleep, a judge might <laughs> say something. Okay. Assuming that happens, does that not, in effect, reinforce what the what the jury is going to think? Rather than, you know, I mean, yes, yes, I've, uh, you know, you often sit up there and you say the jury is instructed to disregard the answer to the last question by witness Smith. And uh, to a certain extent, you're, you are underlining it, but the record is clean as to what evidence they have received and can consider in their decision. So you're correct, but. That's the way it is. All right. Uh, 479-1080, that's an area 831, if you, uh, is the number to call if you want to get on the air live with us. We're going to be on the air almost 45 more minutes right up until noontime here at KSCO Studios, 2300 Portola Drive. Come on by and pick up your Healthy Start Pack and free case commentary book and, uh, and a KSCO hat. Wonderful, 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 wonderful hat. Love to uh, have, you, uh, have you do that. And our next caller... I'm going to press the next button. Who is it? Why, it's Doug in Santa Cruz. Is that you, Doug, from before? Yes, it is me, MC. Okay, good. Now we can hear you. Go ahead. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. I, uh, I want to ask the judge, in this environment where we're cutting funding for government, and we need to 
cut back to balance budgets in some cases very severely. Do you think that our commitment to our constitutional commitment to equal justice under the law is being compromised by budget cutbacks and, and the, the uh, decrease in funding for government? I, I do. You know, our budget, the court system budget for the entire state, the uh, all the courthouses and the 58 counties and the 2,000 uh, working judges, most of which are trial judges, probably 1,850 of them, uh, the budget was set at $1.7 billion in 2012, where they handled 10 million cases, but the budget was cut uh, down to $1.7 billion. It was cut by $544 million. So many of the courthouses have cut services uh, because they don't have the money to provide them. So uh, Jerry Brown is our governor. You know, there's a lot of mixed opinions. I think he's been an excellent, you know, as a middle-of-the-roader, I think he's done an excellent job uh, balancing the budget and kicking uh get into shape but he's been a little too uh harmful to the uh, judiciary which uh it just doesn't function partially when it doesn't have the funds to uh run the courtrooms so every every courthouse in the 58 counties has cut back so the uh criminal cases cases are getting heard because they have priority and the civil cases and other cases drop in a down in a big line waiting line so yes okay thank you doug for your call the saturday special sharon and santa cruz your turn welcome to ksco oh thank you judge i appreciate you being on it's very nice to talk to you thank you um yeah over the last 20 or so years i've been called to jury duty a few times and um i was not chosen but i was watching and i was kind of surprised that the jurors are asked for their name, uh, where they live, what they do, and what their spouses do for a living. And, you know, I was talking to some of the people in the background, and uh, it's kind of unnerving. I don't know why the identity of jurors is not concealed. And why that information is given, because, you know, they don't know each other, and, and we don't know who's in that courtroom. And I feel uncomfortable giving out my personal information. Uh, you know, there's a weighing that goes on there. The The other side of the coin is the defendant. Usually, you know, of the 10 million cases I mentioned try, uh, tried in California in 2012, yeah. almost 85% are criminal cases uh, of one sort or another. And the defendant who has at risk his freedom... You know, may be incarcerated, may spend the rest of his life in prison or die in in a, in, uh, in an execution, the state sponsored sponsored uh, execution uh, is very concerned about who uh, his or her judges are. That that's one side. There is, as you saw in the in the Zimmerman trial there in Florida, there is some. Uh, privacy protection given to jurors as you see in these after interviews of different jurors they're they're disguised and they're only known by their number so in the in the typical jury trial uh 
the questions that you're asked are are uh, personal, and there's no question about it. And there are certain things a judge can do to limit the questioning. Uh, the touchy type cases like molestation and sexual offenses, the uh, the prospective jurors are interviewed in private in the judge's chambers with only the uh, the attorneys there and the defendant. Uh, so, right. so that it's not, uh, uh, there's some very personal questions sometimes asked, always asked in those type cases. And there are certain measures judges take to, uh, keep the privacy, uh, of right. the, and there are some, there are some limits that can't be exceeded by the lawyers. Can a juror, um, uh, just say they would rather not Give that information out because even with with uh, co-jurors, um, I don't know them. I don't really want them knowing that information. Uh, if a juror is uncooperative at, uh, in re- releasing information like what line of business are you in, I sell mattresses, or uh, where does how far does you go in your education? Uh, those are the kind of things that um, that give lawyers hints as to uh, the, the makeup of the jurors' uh, th- uh, personality and thinking processes. You know, and we all, we all, we sometimes we talk back and forth uh, about the selection of jurors, whether you get it right anyway, whether the, the lawyers get it right anyway, who they select. So it's, it, it does invade your privacy to a certain extent. In the touchy cases, the judges, uh, will protect you even down to your name so that your name is not known in the courtroom when the proceedings are televised i would never let the the uh the uh many cameras in the courtroom focus on the jury or even show the jury uh the, the jury's faces or any part of the jury so there are certain protections but the weighing process is what the defendant wants to know who his judges are because in effect the jurors are the judges of the case and they do decide the case except for the sentence hope that answers your question sharon in santa cruz our next caller is margaret also in santa cruz welcome to the saturday special on ksco with judge johnson mc margaret hi good morning hi good morning Um, margaret Good morning. I was watching this um, special report by InfoWars.com, Nightly News, whereby this reporter, Millie, I forget her last name, she was uh, did um, this work uh, regarding judges, and the fact was exposed that judges are actually sponsored. And I was wondering if our guest today is a sponsored judge and if so who sponsors him what in the world you mean uh prior to election or well yeah i guess i i don't know if it's prior to election or it's 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 in the records of the judges i excuse me i gotta toot my horn there's there's this overpass of all these impeach obama people here all right Right on. <laughs> oh, the overpass is packed. Are you okay. at La Fonda overpass? Is that the opening? <laughs> Sorry? Are you at the La Fonda overpass on Highway 1? They're, they're having an event there uh, right about now, or maybe it's over. But. Yep, yep. You, they have impeach Obama people? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Obama. 
Okay. <laughs> Let's let the judge answer. Have you ever heard anything about judges being sponsored? Well, yes. Judges, when they run for office, accept uh, contributions from supporters. I think that might be the general drift. And in some states, judges are sponsored by political parties. In California... Yeah, no, that's, not what the, that's not what the little report was about. It was about um, actual uh, corporations sponsoring a judge. And I don't know if it's a Superior Court judge. Um, are you a Superior Court judge? I didn't catch was. that earlier. He's retired. Reti- retired. He's retired. Yeah. I guess it's, it's in records. There's a way to get it. The, doc- the little report on, uh, again, InfoWars, Nightly News. I was on YouTube too, sponsored judges. And um, I think uh, something that everybody should look into All to right. find out if there's any compromising going on. Thank you for, for calling the Saturday special, Margaret. That's very well, interesting. Uh, maybe I should. Yeah. The only sponsor, I, I n- never. Corporations cannot sponsor a candidate in uh, a judicial candidate in California, and the contributions have to be from individuals, and the contributions have to be listed uh, on several reports while you're running for office as to amount and the contributor, and those are open for anyone's inspection. And you also you often see summaries of those in the in our great Santa Cruz Sentinel or or the uh, the other Bay Area papers of. Who's getting money from whom to support them? Uh, in Santa Cruz County, uh, I don't think that's a big issue, but uh, sometimes you'll see a candidate uh, by necessity contributing most of the cost of the campaign, his self or herself. And But I, I don't think it's a big issue. I'm sure it's come up where people interpret the contributions as being you know, the, if they're from individuals that are presidents of corporations, they can reasonably uh, triangulate that uh, the that person supports the candidate, and uh, there may be some influence there. So, this is okay. a good question. Good question. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, uh, Margaret. Uh, here comes our next caller, Michael in San Jose. Welcome to KSCO and Judge Johns. Yeah. Hey there, Judge. Uh, I was wondering what could be done to revamp something as bottom feeder as traffic court. Because if you were to go through traffic court as a citizen, I instantly completely hated America after that. Well, traffic court is uh, is a pain to all of us. And it's usually it's confined, confined mostly to vehicle code offenses and uh i agree it's a big long line and it's and a lot of the offenses now have been reduced uh, uh to infractions where you lose your right to a jury trial and a lot of the parking tickets now are run out of la some office in la where if you object to the ticket all you can do is write a letter and uh and you you I have never heard of anyone getting anything uh, set aside, but I'm sure there's somebody out there that has. So. I've got one pending well, myself. Yeah. I, I went to an open house on uh, Pleasure Point Drive. There was an open house about a month ago, and I parked out, front went in, and when I came out, there was a $48 ticket on my windshield, and I was floored. And I couldn't see any sign. I looked really re- way down at the end of the block. There was a sign yeah. that was permit required. Anyhow, um, it, well, can get, judges, it can get pretty picky. I agree with the caller. 
Right, but the judges and and the and the judicial system are not doing anything to help it. I mean, if I get picked to go to jury duty, you know, I just flat out tell them I don't believe in the system. I mean, it makes you really not believe in the American judicial system. I mean, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because Do you ha are you telling me, Michael, that you have when you're chosen to go to jury or when you're ordered to go to jury duty, you just say to hell, I'm not going to do it. No, I go. You go. I go. And what happens and I, if someone I, said, if someone refuses? If they just throw it in the tr no, in the trash I, I don't, and don't I don't, show up? I, I want to ask the judge that. What they'll do is I, uh, uh, I don't issue an order to show cause for the prospective juror to come before and the what court. If you, what if what if you don't answer that either? It, it can get serious where they come out and arrest you, but that's rare. In Santa Cruz, uh, we seem to have enough jurors that show up that we. Obviously, we have our trials. Yeah. Judge uh, Judge Connolly, uh, Rebecca Connolly, is picking a jury now in a in a huge case that I won't talk about. That she is uh, taking the entire week. CBS News this update. Last week. I'm on. Remember, sorry about that. She's taken the last week to pick a jury, and she apparently has sufficient jurors. Although the jury hasn't been picked in a whole week, it'll go over till next week. There's sufficient jurors available. So get going after uh, refusing prospective jurors is a thing the court does, and the jury commissioner gets on. But uh, by and large, we have a very willing um, group of uh, citizens willing to serve, and we need them. We need them as the judges of our cases because they represent the common sense of the community and i'll say that over and over i've uh as a judge i'm sure i was uh trying uh, 10 or 20 juries a year or maybe maybe somewhat less i remember one year i tried 18 in a row uh and uh i am perpetually and eternally convinced of the wisdom of a jury of 12 citizens of this community I never said a sign. I, I don't agree. Right? I don't. I don't agree. That's they, good. The that you're, they ask you, you're they make entitled. Everybody, it's a peer pressure. It's like peer pressure when you're in that jury. Have you, you ever know, sat on a jury? I, I got called to a panel. And Have you ever me. sat on a jury? No, no, nor will I probably ever because nobody's yeah. going to want me on there. You it's, wouldn't want me on there. You would. You would throw me out of the courtroom. Uh, I was actually Is that true? when from, I when I, when I started you, giving my opinions. From what you've my, said so far, I probably you would probably never end up on a jury because you don't have an impartial perspective yeah, yeah. at all. You're a hostile. Well, yeah, that's well. Yeah, and you're as a judge, you could of course probably just you know you know what people's tones are right away. But right. the thing was, is when they asked me the questions, I told them honest answers, and the judge didn't believe me. And then the answers. That I gave her, she didn't like, so she she you know set me aside, and then everybody went to lunch, and then she drilled me for like a half an hour huh. on you know making sure that I was really that impartial, and then she was fair enough to just you know let me go as a free citizen of the United States on a subject like maybe you know other countries, but yeah, I mean this is that that was I mean I couldn't believe that she like put me in the corner basically you know to like you know and people got a people became afraid you know because they wanted to answer the questions right some people were whispering to me oh you know you shouldn't give your opinions like that. Well, what am i supposed to do lie i mean that's perjury right i mean so right i'm not familiar with your particular circumstances of course yeah often I, I often we ask
Would you be comfortable being a defendant sitting charged with a crime with a person of your frame of mind sitting as your judge, as a juror? <laughs> I wasn't asked that. I wasn't asked that. It got into, do, do I trust the local police department? Well, you can you answer were, that question? You were relieved yeah. to get to get yeah. out of serving, right, Michael? Would yeah, you be comfortable so. with you as a, your juror uh, with your state of mind? Absolutely not. Okay, thank At you. At least he's honest. Yeah. You're honest. Yeah. Who is a yeah. And your, your candor, be. I always tell persons that I have these vigorous conversations with, the remarkable thing and the thing I appreciate the most is your candor. And if we don't have candor in our, uh, in our society, if we're all homogenized and ground into little equal particles of matter, this will be very boring. I wonder how many people in the real world lie about being impartial. They say they're impartial, but they're that's really what, not. They really, really feeling. want to get on the jury so they can hang the person. Some do. Yeah. I could, I could see that people were, were, what seemed to be not only were they lying, they just felt that if they spoke their mind or they 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 said what they maybe thought was to be true, that they would get in trouble because it, it seems kind of like a like a semicircle, uh, uh, you know, of peer pressure, you know, kind of going around, you know, going around the room like you're in preschool or something, you know. I mean, it was there were just there's no way I could be part of a system like that, and especially knowing that. They completely throw all that stuff out the window when you get a $500 speeding ticket by somebody who claims their radar gun is God. So, I mean, like, how, how can I possibly, you know, believe anything that a law enforcement person says? They're the biggest liars in the world. I mean, when those now, guys was get that up, a kind thing to say? Yeah, yes, I, it was. It that, was a kind thing to say because not, it's true. Well, that's it's true. Those guys, those guys are. You know what they lost. You know what they didn't do. They didn't make it in used car salesman school, so they became policemen. I mean, I've never seen people ball face lie as much as those people in my entire life. Well, and you, I don't know if you've seen or met as many peace officers as uh, someone in the court system does, and you know, ninety five percent of peace officers are as far as i've met are honorable and do the best they can there's always those five percent that are on blinking yellow or blinking red and we try to keep their eyes our eyes open for them and that percentage applies to lawyers judges probation officers priests cowboys and everybody else in the world there's five yeah, percent right but a, a priest or a cowboy doesn't have any control over my life a priest or a cowboy can't put me into into protective custody or arrest arrest me which th this didn't happen to me it happened to a friend of mine in santa cruz where a group of them were camping and they got into some into some trouble not trouble but they were making some noise and the cops arrested them kept them all night long and didn't ever charge him any crime and release him at six o'clock in the morning. You know, I mean, what what's that? I mean, it was. Uh, what are the facts? You don't know them. I don't know them. They may yeah, have been no, intoxicated. I, I, I mean, whatever. No, no, no. That, the the way they described it, the way they described the situation, these these are friends of mine, people who are who are law abiding people. Like I say, I I just believe that the that you as a judge, if you're a part of the judicial system, clean it up. Because right. there's a lot, there's a lot of people who I think are normal, law-abiding citizens who really, really hate the system. I appreciate your it. comments, and, and you have made your point. Thank you thank for you. calling uh, Saturday special. Next caller is 
Vince in Monterey. Is this Vietnam Vince? <laughs> no, it's not. There used to be a caller named Vietnam Vince who used to call the station all the time. He was very, very entertaining. Sorry you're not him. Someone said that Vietnam Vince passed away, and I was hoping it was not true. Oh, well, and I'm it not probably sure. is. I'm probably really a little entertaining. Um, I just had a question for the judge. I don't know if this is his expertise or not, but um, I'm going through a thing where uh, for the past year I found out a couple of weeks ago that I've been renting an illegal apartment in Monterey. I had the city inspector come out because Vince, I have a Vince, uh, this is a judge Jones. I I really would like to avoid specific cases or handing out advice. So, if you want to ask me a general question about the law, but I can't get into your particular case. Okay, let's move on to our next caller, which will be Richard in Salinas. Richard, welcome to the Saturday special. Yeah, thank you, and uh, nice to talk to you, Judge. Uh, Hello, I, Richard. I tuned in late, so I'm not sure if this question, there are three things that I wanted to bring up uh, have been asked or not, and I don't know your political leanings, but what is your comments or your views on the health care bill that has been passed and obviously litigation that's been going on up to this point? Uh, that's supposed to be coming down, I guess, in September for a vote on funding it. But um, this is allowing, obviously, the federal government to tell American citizens they have to buy something. The second thing is... Uh, well, you want me to comment on that first? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. you like... I don't know enough about it to say anything intelligent on air. <laughs> so I'm like you. I'm trying to read it and and learn about it, but it's so complex. I don't have an opinion that's worth talking about. So what's without, your next question? The, I was going to say, without the details, uh, the government is allowed to force us to buy something. I mean, that's the, the gist of it that I'm concerned about. What else can afford or told tell us we have to buy? I don't know. I know the Supreme Court has called it a tax, but I'm no expert in that area. What's okay. the next Se area? Is, uh, the Richard, second was on Richard, California, yeah. on the release of uh, prisoners to the local communities. That the, yes. uh, uh, what's your opinion on that verdict? Well, uh, that imposes a huge hardship on the individual counties because now they have to house the prisoners. The federal, a federal judge ordered that, and I think it went up to the uh, Ninth Circuit. You know, the, the those judges have weighed all this. I haven't heard any of the facts. I know it's a huge imposition on the local counties, and also it'll it'll uh, tend to release many of those persons out into the public again. I think they're what they're doing is they're selecting persons that uh, are in have been involved in drug offenses or possession and uh, as minor offenses as they can, and they're keeping the violent in, in, in the rapists, the burglars, the robbers, and murderers in the system. So they're, they're cleaning up the fringe, so to speak, by remanding them or sending them back to the counties. And again, I'm, I know uh, many of the local law enforcement personnel in this county and other counties, and it's a real imposition on the counties and uh, I don't know if it's funded and there's all kinds of trouble over it. That's all I can say. I'm not I'm not knowledgeable enough to give you the exact okay. correct Thank answer. you Richard and Salinas. Uh, next caller Norma Jean in Capitola. You're on with Judge Johns. Hello Judge. Hello Norma Jean. Yeah, I first want to compliment the court. Uh, I, I recently was a plaintiff in a court action. Uh, I had to do it myself because 
I was in an accident, uh, it was a little over two years ago, but I filed between the last two days of the two-year period because I was so upset over the whole thing. Uh, but anyway, um, I, I you, called you about... Beat, you beat the statute of limitations, as they say. Yeah, by two days. But I... I Anyway, I had, it was a very good experience. Uh, I didn't get as much as I wanted because, uh, as the judge said, I was sort of committing suicide by representing myself. But on the other hand, I had called about nine attorneys, and it seems like some of them didn't return the calls, and some that did said, well, it was too small, and, you know, they wanted pretty much a closed case, and or, or the fact that I didn't have a whole lot of money to pay them if I lost. But going forward, I did represent myself. I did feel that the your law library was very good downstairs with Renee. She was very helpful in looking up uh, verdict searches, which uh, yes, I didn't know about before. Best. It's a great law library. Yeah, and that was great. And and I did uh, through, through the process. I didn't quite go to trial because I had to settle just before trial. But I did go to the pre-conference settlement and the arbitration. And then also, so I had two men judges and a woman, but they were all very fair with me. Um, but what I wanted to mention is some of the confusion I had is uh, one of, I guess, the biggest one was on the doctor's records. I had made a very big mistake by not using the, the, the particular subpoena. I think it's called Deuces Decolum or something. I used a regular subpoena. Deuces Decolum. Yes, that's how you pronounce it. Thank you. And then the other thing I did is uh, not reading my my uh, reading very carefully as I ser I had the papers served before uh, having them stamped. So I made a lot of little mistakes like that. But the confusion I had, uh, I did have a big pile of doctor's records over the over the period. And then I was told that a lot of times in court that they don't hear the doctor's records because they're considered hearsay. And I was just totally confused. I, I had a, I suffered a broken arm and uh, a broken elbow and some other fractures. And, and I was told that I couldn't even mention that. I couldn't even say I, my arm was broken because that was a medical term. But neither could I use the doctor's records because they're hearsay. And that's quite confusing to me. Is there? Can you explain that a little better to me? Well, uh, first of all, a, a good number of our cases are tried by persons without attorneys and that's for a lot of reasons they they're expensive and sometimes the cases don't rise to the dignity of hiring an attorney so just as a preamble uh there's a publication service called nolo press n-o-l-o press and they, they have a nice handbook on just about every subject in California, how to do it in the ins and outs. And you're correct, the, the mysteries of the subpoenas and all, it's a lot of work, even for lawyers going through it the first time to figure it all out. But if you go to a specialist, usually they're, they're, they have it tuned in and their paralegals do it automatically so many times every week, it's not an issue. But if you do it the first time, of course, it's, it's like anything done the first time. There's a, it's a great learning experience. With regard to the testimony at trial, usually uh, all the medical testimony is uh, brought in through a treating doctor or an expert doctor witness who's, who reads all the medical records and summarizes it for the jury. And, and uh, one way or another, you provide the authentication for the medical records and, and sometimes specific ones are given to the jury uh you're you are entitled to testify as to your injuries and your treatment and the, the what you paid but there may be some questions on whether what you paid 
whether it was reasonable or not. And uh, defense lawyers hired by insurance companies uh, work all the angles to make your case as hard as they can uh, as, uh, so that they come out paying the least. So it's a tug of war between two sides. And I commend you for your your uh, almost bravery just to wade into it, and I'm glad you settled your case. And thank you so much for calling the KSCO Saturday special. That was Norma Jean in Capitola here. Um, let's see, before we go to our next caller, I want to read some of the um, emails that have been sent in because I invited emails to KMZ uh, at KSCO. Dot com. Uh, Casey uh, has a question for the judge. Can you suggest a way to convince our sitting judges to enact stronger sentencing against criminals? Would writing letters to judges help with this? And he wants to give his background. It's not very long. I caught a burglar in the house in the process of burglarizing the place. The burglar saw me and left without stealing anything. The police arrived almost immediately and captured the blur burglar. The judge, Salazar, decided it should be a misdemeanor rather than a felony burglary to the exasperation of the ADA, but I think it means the DA. They then plea bargained it down to 60 days. After his release, I was burglarized again. I can only guess it was by the same guy, Casey and Santa Cruz. What do you say, judge? Well, I, I, I don't usually comment on specific cases, oh, okay. but generally I'll comment All right. that the sentences, uh, you know, they're, they're set up with guidelines as to everything. And they're, they're either standard sentence or a mitigated sentence or a or uh, one one that has uh, so many negative elements. It, it's a stronger sentence. And there's a whole chart that judges go by. Judge has a d discretion often to reduce a case uh, from a felony to misdemeanor, depending on a lot of circumstances. If the person has never had any uh, contact with the legal system uh mental health issues, uh, etc. So they'll say that comment. Uh, the next comment is I've been burglarized myself uh, three times that I can think of since I've lived in Santa Cruz the last almost 45 years. And there's nothing that is more upsetting than returning to your home and finding it disheveled. And people have torn through things. And I can only imagine what it would feel like if you caught them red-handed. So I, I understand how you feel about that. Judge Salazar is, is, uh, has a reputation of a good middle-of-the-road judge who tries to do justice. And I've known the man 25 years, and uh, he's a he's darn good judge. That's all I'll say. And uh, I don't know the specifics exactly of your case, so for me to opine about what was done, one way or another is completely inappropriate and if i were still a sitting judge it would be it would be a mortal sin and probably a crime itself for me to say anything about it here's a um, email from steve salesian jr judge yance is a young attorney almost 40 years ago he represented me in an annulment case in santa cruz court I had married a gal who didn't tell me she had had another husband, or she had another husband. I will never forget your kindness, charm, humor, and wit in the way you put me at ease in handling and winning my case to obtain an annulment. Is attorney Bill Card still alive? Best regards from Steve Salesian Aptos. Uh, hi, Steve. I vaguely have a remembrance of that. Thank you for your uh, laudatory comments. Uh, Bill Card. 
uh, has passed away. Uh, but his son uh, lives on and most recently was uh, chief of police at Capitola. I think he's retired now off to Wyoming. Thank you. Uh, okay. Um, Matt and Ben Lohman wants me to please ask the judge what he thinks of Snowden, Manning, etc. Is it free speech or is it treason? Uh, I'll leave that up to the jury to decide. I think they've decided uh, both of those. And... Uh, that's something the jury or the military judge calls. I, I don't know all the facts. I, it, for me to comment uh, on a case and the propriety of the sentencing without being there and seeing the facts, once you've done this a long time, you know how you, well you can easily get it wrong. So I, I trust those that get the facts. Uh, I just know generally that those disclosures have hurt a lot of people. And I leave it up to, that's federal law. Whatever they decide, it so far sounds appropriate to me. Okay, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, I'll hit the next button, and that'll put Jan in San Lorenzo Valley on with us. Welcome, Jan, to KSEO. Hi, MC, and your honor. Hi, Jan. Hi, I have a question. Up here in Boulder Creek, um, off-road, off-grid back here, we have road associations that try to rule us. Um, this woman in particular sued my family in 93. We countersued, and Judge Attic um, ruled in our favor. And the lawyer, when he called, said we'd won in every way we um, we could have. Then about five years ago, they took uh, my brother, my boyfriend, a bunch of other property owners to small claims court. And they got it heard three times. Now, you're only supposed to get it heard once. But they badgered him or whatever. So, But anyway, the landowners won again. Um, now, this uh, road association doesn't inform their members about what happens in court. They just, you know, say, we got the wrong judge. How do we get people and organizations to follow the way the court rules on matters? I don't, I don't know if I know enough about your case. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> actually, I'm, I have been on several road associations myself, and I know the politics and the, Disagreements about assessments that go on and it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. We could talk an hour about right. it. As far as, uh, you know, people saying the wrong judge, uh, you know, one thing judges, they pretty much come out the same. If you get them sometimes for an exercise at luncheon or while we're having coffee, we would, uh, and in classroom, the, a fact situation would be given to us and we'd all write down a little note what we would do and then someone would read them all off and they're pretty darn close every time so i i the wrong judge i uh judges have the five percent rule too as you know just like police officers and uh cowboys that uh they're sometimes wrong they're only human beings so i'm sorry you're in the mess you're in road associations can be a lifetime of uh Misery for those using the road and getting charged. Well, I got into politics to protect my parents' property and later to protect them. Um, and I just, you know, I've, I've had my faith restored, but um, I just don't understand when groups like this cannot inform their members about what happened in court and just go on and pretend like they uh, rule. 
Why don't you send out a notice to all the members of the Road Association or become a board member yourself? You have to participate to... We we did that, but then we got them ruled that we were not a member of their group. See, we're at the front of the road, and they're trying to boss us around. They have to come over the property here to get up to where they're going, and they're trying to boss us around. Through all this, now they're not donating to the the um, maintenance of the front of the road. So I figure eventually, if they do that for a few years, we can cut them off. All right. Well, thank you for calling the Saturday special, Jan, in San Lorenzo Valley. George and Aptos, it's your turn. Welcome to KSCO. Hello. Uh, Hi. Uh, Michael, nice talking to you. Uh, Judge, uh, I just want to ask a question. Uh, Good morning. We had a neighbor that uh, uh, was charged with murdering her child. She's been in a local jail for close to five years. And my question is, why is it taking so long for her to get a trial? I, I realize she's getting psychiatric uh, examinations, but th- this is going on forever, you know. And, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know the specific specifics of the case, but sometimes if a person has mental uh, insufficiencies and disabilities and they have a hearing before a trial and the person is found not mentally healthy enough to stand trial, they'll just hold them in a mental health facility uh, until they're able to stand trial. Okay. I, it, it, uh, like I say, this is it'll be five years in November that she murdered her childhood. And, uh, Sounds like one of those kind of cases, but of course I don't know the facts, and uh, that's just a I surmise. Mike, thanks for your call to the set. Uh, excuse me, uh, George, thanks for your call. Here's Mike in Live Oak. Uh, you're on the air, Mike. Hello, Judge. Uh, Hi, yeah, Mike. Have you, uh, have you seen a uh, breakdown in respect for the court? Because years ago, you, you might remember, might not, but there was an individual that came up in front of you, and he had his hat on. And you said to take it off, and he turned it on backwards. And you pointed towards the door, and you said, come back when you're ready to be seen in proper clothing. Uh, but have you seen a breakdown in, in not respecting the court in in uh, swearing and things like that? Um, generally, I think it's about the same as it was during, I don't know if you go back far enough, but uh, during the 60s when there was a lot of protests over the war and all, there was it seemed there was a lot more going on in the courtroom than there has of late. But I've seen things that I don't even want to say on the air that have happened in the courtroom. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there's a lot, you know, there's uh, people that come in intoxicated under the influence of drugs uh, with a very hostile attitude. But our bailiffs, you know, the sheriff's office provides our bailiffs. Bailiffs are, they know what they're doing. They usually spot them in advance and get them out of the courtroom and... uh if they if they don't comply, uh, they, sometimes they're even rearrested in the courtroom if they come in under the influence. So, you know, generally all respect towards any authority. The older you get, you say that's what happening. So I don't know the context of things. I think generally, the it's become more informal uh, in the courtroom. That's right, Todd. Okay. Well, thank you for the answer. And thank you for for calling the uh, Saturday special, Mike, in live. Thank you. Guess what? There's about two and a half minutes left, 
and there were so many callers, which is a good thing. I always, the more callers, the better, I think. But there are so many callers that we didn't get to even touch on any of your experiences and stories that I taunted in uh, touted touted not taunted touted research shows it's not just what you put in your body that counts it's what you put on it as well why not use an all-natural healthy mineral-based makeup that actually benefits your skin once you experience the airiness and flawless coverage of longevity mineral makeup you will never use anything else with longevity the perception of your complexion will be natural perfection animal-friendly mineral makeup at mary lou health that's m-a-r-i LUHealth.com or call 855-321-HEALTH. We've all heard the term baby boomer referring to those born from 1946 to 1964. There are an estimated 80 million baby boomers with the first wave hitting the Social Security and Medicare systems in recent years with more to follow. Many healthcare experts are predicting epidemics of Alzheimer's, type 2 diabetes, heart disease and cancer among this group. However, these impending epidemics can be averted, as there is a new group emerging. This group we call the baby bloomers, because despite their chronological age, they are still physically fit, active, working, and playing. They've heard Dr. Wallach's message regarding diet, lifestyle, and nutritional supplementation. So while many around them diminish in health and vitality, they are blossoming and blooming into vibrant, healthy, on-the-go people. Wouldn't you rather be a longevity baby bloomer? For more information or to order, call Andy or Phyllis Anderson at 888-245-0300. That's 888-245-0300. Tune in to the Dave Allen Show every Sunday at 4 for an eclectic mix of guests, music, and hot talk that spins towards the positive. So if you're tired of confrontational bickering on the radio, take a step to the positive. Take a step with the Dave Allen Show every Sunday from 4 to 6 p.m. on KSEO AM 1080. From Positiepo to Pebble Beach, Red Hot News Talk, AM 1080, KSEO Santa Cruz. CBS News, I'm Tom Foti. This is a week of commemoration in Washington. Some people who were crowded near the Lincoln Memorial just about 50 years ago and many more who simply know the Martin Luther King I Have a Dream speech and the Civil Rights March from clips and history books were there on Saturday with messages old and new. I'm Barry Bagnato in Washington. Speaker after speaker teed up the issue of voting rights, which has become a priority within the civil rights movement since the Supreme Court gutted a key Voting Rights Act provision. NAACP President Ben let us say yes, we will protect the right to vote with all our might until we win the fight finally once and for all. There was sustained applause for Attorney General Eric Holder, who has begun an aggressive fight against voter ID laws. From half a world away, we now have new information about South Africa's famed civil rights leader and former president, Nelson Mandela. It comes from the South African government. Mandela's 95 years old and has long battled lung problems. CBS News correspondent Deborah Pata. We saw what was essentially a shift in gear. What they're saying is that he is still critical but stable, but that at times he becomes unstable and has shown great resilience, and then through medical intervention, his condition becomes stable again. 
Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel is traveling in Asia where he said the Pentagon is prepared to carry out military options on Syria should President Obama choose to exercise any. That follows a three-hour White House National Security meeting headed by the president in reaction to strong reports of chemical weapon use by the Syrian regime of Bashar al-Assad. The indications, at least on a preliminary basis, suggest that, in fact, chemical agents were used And this would be a mass casualty event and would dramatically ratchet up the pressure on the president and uh, sympathetic nations like Great Britain and others to do something in response. CBS News senior White House correspondent Major Garrett. Now to Northern California where a huge wildfire has crept into Yosemite National Park and it potentially threatens water and electricity supplies for San Francisco. The Rim Fire is burning in several different directions and proving hard to contain. Fire officials say the thick smoke, dry brush and steep rugged terrain have made it difficult to carve out control lines. Air tankers and helicopters are battling the fire's forward progress. Three miles from the front lines, Tuolumne City residents are under voluntary evacuation orders. CBS News correspondent Teresa Garcia. In sports, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Phillies played some ball in Philadelphia Saturday night and Sunday morning. A single game that turned into a doubleheader. It went 18 innings, 7 hours, 6 minutes. Who won, you ask? Arizona, 12-7, a pitcher's battle. This is CBS News. You know when you wake up on the weekend, the kids are still somehow sleeping. You're just not ready to get up, but the sun is glaring in through the windows? Well, BlindsGalore.com can fix you up. They ask their customers what they can do better. Jim from Georgia says, I don't know, perhaps serve it with lobster and filet mignon? You make it so easy to order, and a coupon on top of an already great deal? What can I say but thank you, Blinds Galore. The folks over at BlindsGalore.com really have it together. So, go to BlindsGalore.com and go galore. Blinds Galore. Does your business thrive by serving other businesses? Would you like a healthy, steady flow of B2B leads that are customized to grow sales? Hoover's has developed a best-in-class lead generation tool that makes it easy for you to find targeted leads for your business. You'll be amazed at how easy it is to get the right leads fast. Try it today for free. Get 50 free leads at a 24-hour trial. Just call 800-601-7780. 800-601-7780. 800-601-7780. Now, why would British bureaucrats need to make phone calls to find out what time it is? CBS News reporter Larry Miller, who we think does have a watch, has been trying to find out. While big austerity cuts hit Britain's military, Defense Department staff racked up more than $60,000 dialing up the time, or the speaking clock as they call it here. At the third stroke. The time from BT will be... Despite a ban, staff made 130,000 calls at around 50 cents each. And 50 seconds. Lawmakers are really ticked off about the waste. New technology will prevent staff calling the time. They're advised to get it online. Precisely. Larry Miller, CBS News, London. Caretakers at Washington's National Zoo have to wait at least one more day to get their first close look at the new panda cub there. The zoo also says there was a second stillborn panda born not quite alive Saturday night. Tom Fody, CBS News. (laughs) 
I'm Jim Bohannon, host of America in the Morning. Each day, we take you around America and the world to bring you the latest. And while we keep our eye on the top news, we never lose sight of all the information you need to make your life complete. Morning Drive jumpstarts your day. What jumpstarts your morning drive? We'd like to. Join Jim Bohannon on America in the Morning, 5 to 6, Monday through Friday on KSCO. In the streets below, traffic had stopped. Pedestrians were lying on sidewalks and curled up in doorways. There was no sign of violence, no wrecks, nothing like that. It was as if the people in New York had simply decided to stop whatever they were doing and pass out. Ice coated my stomach. The invasion has started. To find out what happens next, read Percy Jackson and the Olympians by Rick Reardon. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library. And visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Try. My little girl, 